All right. Well, to begin our message, uh, I want to ask you, what is the first word or image that comes to mind when you think about God? So nice, small entry-level question for you. And you might even like to close your eyes and literally do this. So when you hear the word God, what comes to mind for you? Is there a word or an image that comes to mind? For some of us, we might think of an old man in the sky with a very long beard, probably sitting on a throne of some sort that's up in the clouds because that's a default picture that's been given to many of us. Uh, Some of us might think of a judge, so someone who's like just keeping a scorecard of all the things that we do right and all the things that we do wrong and keeping a check on that. Some of us might think it's kind of a bit vague, so it's kind of this misty, distant, cloudy picture of what God looks like and I'm not really sure. Some of us might use a word like love or compassion. Some of us might use a word like angry or judgmental. This is a really, really crucial question as we continue this series where we're exploring the practice of prayer because the ways in which we perceive God and what we think about God and what we think God thinks about us has a massive impact on the way in which we experience prayer. And so, uh, as you know, if you've been around over the last couple of weeks, we've been spending this season, spending a bit of time talking about what prayer is and uh, what prayer looks like, uh, but being able to just dig into what it means for us to be people who embrace the practice of prayer in our lives as a key way of understanding what it means for us to live and love the way of Jesus wherever we are. And uh, part of the reason why we decided that we want to spend some time focused on prayer is because we know that prayer unlocks so much else about our spiritual journeys. It's such a crucial part of what we do uh, in our relationship with Jesus. And as we have spent time in this series, we've talked about two really important images for us to hold on to throughout. So the first is a river and the second is a breeze. So we've talked about Uh, Trees that are planted next to a river don't have to do anything in order to receive the nutrients that the river is offering. They just need to stay planted next to the river and sink their roots down into the river and they'll receive all of the nutrients that are there. And similarly, after a really hot day, so uh, maybe for you after Wednesday or Tuesday night when it was blisteringly hot and the cool change finally came, you might have opened your house up, opened the windows up, opened the front door and let a breeze through. We don't have to do anything to generate that. We just have to open the door, open the window, and allow the breeze to be able to flow. And those images are really crucial for us because when we talk about prayer, we can often think, great, here's another thing that I have to do. Here's another thing that I'm responsible for. But prayer is actually far more like sitting next to a river or opening up a window and letting a breeze blow so that we can receive what it is that God's offering to us, an opportunity for us to be refreshed and renewed. That's what prayer is. Not We don't do this so that we can get good at prayer. We do this so that we can increase our sense of connection with God. So the first week, we took some time to unpack what prayer is and why it's important, and we had a look at the Lord's Prayer as both a map and a model for what prayer looks like. And then last week, we began our journey through the acronym PRAY, P-R-A-Y, uh, that comes from the team at Lectio 365 as a really helpful way of understanding what prayer looks like. And so last week, we started with P, pause, uh, where we recognize that as we enter into prayer, being able to pause gives us an opportunity to recalibrate and to recenter, and to recognize that God doesn't actually want anything from us or demand anything from us. God just wants us to hang out with him and to spend time with him. 
But as we stop and as we pause and as we reflect, we have the opportunity to recognise that God is God and we don't have to be, which is a very, very liberating thing and something that's very helpful for us. Today we're going to spend some time looking at R, which is rejoice and reflect. So what does it look like to rejoice in who God is and what God's done and to reflect on a passage of scripture? And then next week we're going to look at A, which is ask. And then the week after that we're going to look at Y, which is yield, to surrender to what it is that Jesus is asking us to do. On the Yield weekend, we are also going to have 24 hours of prayer. And don't panic, that doesn't mean you have to pray for 24 hours. That means we together are going to pray for 24 hours. And we would love you to sign up for one hour during that 24-hour period. So from 6 o'clock on Friday night, the 15th, until 6 o'clock on Saturday, the 16th. Uh, So if you scan the QR code and there'll be a link in uh, tomorrow's email, there are all of the slots there and you can sign up for one of those. And we'll provide some resources for you uh, to be able to spend some time being able to pray. Uh, But we did this in November last year, which was great and really, really great experience for us, but we kind of did this all scattered wherever we were. This time we want to spend some time being able to come together. And so from 6 o'clock on Friday until midnight on Friday, and then from 8am Saturday until 6pm on Saturday, uh, you'll be able to come here. And out in the hall we're going to have a whole bunch of creative stations set up for you to be able to explore a bunch of different things around prayer. And we're hoping that that'll be a really significant thing for us to kind of feel like we're doing this together, not just on our own. As a part of that, there's going to be a big mural that we're going to have up on one of the walls. And so the hope is that as people spend some time praying, that they add things to that. And on the Sunday morning, when we're talking about yielding, we're going to bring that in as a part of what we do in that Sunday gathering to be able to just look at what it is that we sense that God is saying to us collectively as a community together. So we hope that you will set aside an hour and uh, either come along here during one of the times that's available uh, or to spend some time at home. Uh, There'll be some resources that will send out to you in the next week or so. Uh, So we will explain a little bit more about what you can do with that time, Uh, but we would really love to have you sign up for that uh, in the next little while. Last week of the series then is going to be a Q&R week where we want to dig into your questions around prayer. And so far we have received zero questions, which means one of two things. It either means we have answered all of your questions about prayer which I doubt very much, (laughs) or you're holding off because you're like, oh, maybe they'll get to that later. And uh, if it is that one, I want to say don't do that. Just send the questions through because we might not get to it later and then you won't remember that you had this question. So if you think of a question about prayer at any point, please send that through to me so that we can be collating those. And if we do happen to tackle them in the next little while, great. Uh, But we would love to have a bunch of those questions ready to go for that final week of the series. We've also said that on that week we want to take some time to share some stories as an encouragement about the journey that we've been on together and so we would love to hear what you're processing. So the things that you've been thinking about and trying and discovering and finding frustrating, we want to be able to share some stories about that together. And uh, we've mentioned that one of the key ways of doing that is to just take a short video of yourself, so just a 30 second video, I tried this out and it was great or I tried this out and it was infuriating, I don't know how to pause, it's really annoying, can you please stop asking? to do these things, whatever you like. Uh, But we would love to collate a whole bunch of those uh, that we can share together. And I've mentioned before that we all know how encouraging it is to hear other people's stories. You know how inspired you are when you hear that someone else has taken some steps or tried something out or discovered something new. Be that gift 
for some other people. Because if we all wait for everyone else to be the people who are going to share the stories, we won't have any stories. And uh, that will be the opposite of inspiring and encouraging. So we would love to hear your stories over the next little while uh, to help us as we wrap up the series. So with all of that done and talked through, let's uh, get into our journey through PRAY with this week focusing on R, Rejoice and Reflect. So if you've got the Bible app on your phone, uh, you can pull that up if you haven't already and you'll see our uh, message outline is there and you can jot some things down as we make our way through. Similar to last week where we talked about pausing, this may seem like something that's a little bit unfamiliar to us. Uh, but it is something that's really, really crucial for us in our experience of prayer. So many of us assume that or have embraced the reality that prayer is about us talking to God. So talking to God about my needs or talking to God about the needs of others. And that is important. And we are going to get to that next week. You'll be pleased to know. But the perception that we have of God hugely impacts our engagement with God and the things that we say to God, the things that we talk about with God, our perceptions of how God feels about us. So this question of what kind of God we're praying to is really, really crucial for us to wrestle with. So for some of us, we might think that God's kind of like a genie who is willing to grant us three wishes, but only three wishes. So you better make sure you get them right because if you use them up, then you'll be out of luck and that will be the only option. Some of us might think of God like a friendly grandma who brings out the chockey box when we come over to their house. And so whether we've been good or whether we've been naughty, here's some chockies because I just want to spoil you because you're my grandkid. Some of us might think of God that way. Some of us might think about God like a frustrated parent who knows that we've been acting up and is tired of us making a lot of noise and we're very conscious of how our parent is feeling about that and so we're hesitant to come and ask for something because we know, if we're honest, we've kind of been a little bit annoying. Some of us might think that God is a bit like the great and powerful Wizard of Oz. And you can take that metaphor in a number of different directions. I'll let you do that. Or some of us might think that God is like a Greek demigod who is distant and far off, unaware or uncaring about our tiny little insignificant needs because they're running the whole universe. And so who cares about us as little minions? All of those pictures and many others significantly impact what it looks like for us to enter into prayer. And even as we consider what we looked at last week, where we talked about pausing in prayer and being still and knowing that God is God, our understanding of who God is has a significant impact on what it looks like for us to pause and spend time with him. But there's also another reason why this is really important, and that's because as we rejoice in who God is and recognize who God is, we can zoom out. So often, we spend a lot of our lives, and I do, focused on ourselves, So my needs, my wants, my issues, my things that are going on in my life. But when I come to prayer, I need to be reminded about who God is, not just who Nate is. I need to get God's eternal perspective. I need to recognize that God is the creator of the entire universe. That God is a God who is passionate about justice at a global level. That God is the God who has been faithful throughout history. That God is a God whose defining characteristic is love. That God knows every single person on the planet. Not just me, but everyone. And God knows intimately exactly what's going on for each person. And we don't do that zooming out so that we can feel small and insignificant and, well, why would God even care about me? But just to get some perspective 
on who it is that we're spending time in prayer with. And so that's why this element of rejoicing and reflecting is so crucial as we spend time praying. And so there are two parts to this. First of all, rejoicing in who God is and what God has done. And then we'll spend a bit of time talking about what it looks like to reflect on Scripture. And I love that the emphasis that we've been given is on rejoicing in who God is and what God has done. Not just reflecting on who God is and what God has done, but actually rejoicing in that. Because when we stop and actually consider who God is, the character of God, the action of God, how God feels about us, rejoicing is generally a natural outflow for us. When we stop and recognize how astoundingly amazing God is, that generally leads us to rejoice in how astoundingly amazing God is. And so uh, if you use the Lectio 365 app, which is something we're encouraging you to experiment with through this series, if you haven't, uh, you'll know that the rejoicing part of it generally comes from a psalm. Rejoicing in a specific characteristic of God that comes from a short portion of a psalm. And the psalms are really, really helpful as one of the places that we can come to be reminded about who God is and what God has done. So I thought this morning we would uh, just take some time in Psalm 8 to be able to have a look at this. And so I'm going to read it. You'll have it uh, if you've got it in your Bible app there or if you've got your Bible with you and you want to open up to Psalm 8. Uh, But as I read it, I would love you to just see, is there a characteristic that jumps out at you or a word or a phrase or an image that jumps out to you about who God is, about what God is like, about what God has done? Is there something that jumps out at you? You would say, that kind of is a good thing for me to rejoice in this morning. So Psalm 8, O Lord, our Lord, your majestic name fills the earth. Your glory is higher than the heavens. You've taught children and infants to tell of your strength, silencing your enemies and all who oppose you. When I look at the night sky and see the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you set in place, what are mere mortals that you should think about them, human beings that you should care for them? And yet you made them only a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honour. You gave them charge of everything you made, putting all things under their authority. The flocks and the herds and all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, the fish in the sea, and everything that swims, the ocean currents. O Lord, our Lord, your majestic name fills the earth. So I'd love you to just take a moment. Is there a word, a phrase, an image, something that jumps out at you about who God is or what God has done? And uh, if there is, we'd love you to either just jot that down in the app or jot that down in your journal if you're taking notes or just share it with the person next to you. So is there a word, phrase, something that jumps out at you from that psalm? And then we'll continue on. So just take a moment to share. And you're allowed to talk louder than a whisper, it's okay.
So rejoicing is really that simple. It's about being able to stop and reflect and say, what's God like? And then being able to celebrate that and say, that's really, really amazing. That's really, really great. And just like in some ways we spent time focusing on pause last week, it's about recalibrating and resetting our expectations and reminding ourselves about who this God is that we're entering into prayer with. Because as I've already said, it's so easy for us to rush into prayer with our list of things and all the stuff that's going on for me and forget to actually acknowledge who God is. We need to start by remembering and rejoicing in the character of God. And so there are lots of different ways of doing that. And so as we've done throughout this series, there is a resource sheet at the back there and it'll be in tomorrow's email as well. And so encouragement through this week is to just try some different things and see which ones help you to be able to rejoice. So the Psalms are a great place to be able to start. And so there are a list of Psalms on the resource sheet. And so you might want to spend some time looking at some of those and being able to do what we just did. Uh, But practicing gratitude is another really helpful way to be able to remind ourselves about how good God is and being able to just stop and remind ourselves of all the things that we can be thankful for, consciously bringing to mind not just big things about God, but small things as well. Just being able to say, God, I'm so grateful for sunshine. God didn't have to create a sun. That's pretty amazing. That's pretty great. Or the laughter of a child or health or employment, or food on the table, or a conversation with a friend, or financial security. There are all these things that we can just say, God, thank you so much for giving me these things. Thank you for what it is that you've done, as well as the bigger things like God's faithfulness, God's compassion, God's justice, God's creativity, God's generosity. But being able to pause and say, what am I grateful for? And consciously bringing that to mind is a helpful way for us to rejoice as well. Another suggestion for this week is to write a specific element of God's character somewhere that you'll then carry with you throughout the day. So at the beginning of the day, maybe just write down one of the elements of who God is uh, on a post-it note and stick that somewhere where you're going to see it. Or use your phone and uh, set an alarm that goes off every hour, but instead of it just coming up and saying, alarm, it can come up and say the characteristic of who God is. Or you might want to change your lock screen so that it reflects what it is that you want to focus on. But something that you're just going to keep coming back to throughout the day that reminds you of who God is. Songs are also super helpful, as you've hopefully experienced this morning, that the songs that we focus on together are a great way of us being able to rejoice in who God is and what God has done. Songs are really powerful because they often put words to the feelings and thoughts that we've got, but songs, as you also know, are very powerful because they can end up ringing and echoing throughout the day. Sometimes that's super annoying when you get a song stuck in your head, but we can use it for positive as well, to be able to have a song that gets stuck in our head, that we keep replaying the words of that over and over throughout the day. And so we've got uh, our Sabbath playlist on Spotify and we've also got uh, our Richmond, Richmond Baptist Gatherings song playlist. So all of the songs that we sing on Sundays are there. And so you might want to explore that and grab one of those songs and use that as a way of being able to rejoice this week. So encouragement is to take some time to explore some of those different things and to try them out. But there is a really important note that I want to include in this around this question of what God is like. Because for some of us, even the idea of saying, I want to remind myself of who God is, can be something that's very confronting because of some baggage that we might have about God. And so if you're in that place or at any point through the week, you're finding yourself struggling a bit with it, I want to remind you of this, that at the end of the day, God is like Jesus. End of story. 
God is like Jesus, that we believe that Jesus comes to show us exactly what God is like, that Jesus is God in human form. Over and over throughout Scripture, and so we're going to talk about reflecting on Scripture in a moment, but this might be a helpful thing as well, is to pull out some of these verses. Jesus himself tells us in John 14, 9, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Colossians is phenomenal because it really digs into this a lot. Colossians 1, 15 says, Christ, Jesus, is the visible image of the invisible God. Verse 19, for God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Jesus. And two, Colossians 2 verse 9, for in Jesus lives all of the fullness of God in a human body. And then in Philippians, we're reminded that though Jesus was God, he didn't think of equality with God as something to cling to, but instead gave up his divine privileges and took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. So this is so crucial to what it is that we believe, that Jesus comes to show us exactly what God is like. And so if that's something that you're struggling with a little bit to say, well, I don't know how to rejoice in who God is because I've got all of these pictures of God that may or may not be helpful, then start with Jesus. Because there are lots and lots of people who would say, I don't really have a problem with Jesus. I think he's pretty great and he has some really great things to say. It's just God and the church that I have some issues with. And so I always like to be able to say in that, the good news is that Jesus comes to show us what God is like. And so if that's something you struggle with, then uh, my encouragement would be start with Jesus, which I would say is also an excellent mantra to hold on to for just about everything in life. (laughs) Start with Jesus and work your way out from there. But particularly as we talk about rejoicing in who God is, that might be a helpful thing for you to focus on this week as well. But it is really being able to take the opportunity to say, what's going to help me to zoom out, to get a wider perspective on what God is like, to be reminded about how amazing God is and to remind myself of this awesome, incredible God that we're getting the privilege of being able to spend time with in prayer. As we've talked about throughout the series, we don't want you to just do that on your own, though. So the encouragement is also to make sure that you're involving other people in that, at a minimum, sharing some of the things that you're learning. Uh, But you might also like to take some time to get together with someone or to send some messages, have a contest, so you can come up with the most number of things to rejoice in who God is (laughs) and just go back and forth uh, over message throughout the week. But make sure you're doing this with other people, not just doing it on your own. So as we've entered into prayer then, the encouragement has been to pause and to stop and to take some time to remember who God is, who it is that we're seeking to connect with and rejoice in that. But we're still not quite at the point where we want to focus on the things that we want to talk to God about and ask for. That is what we're going to get to next week, but there's another helpful piece for us to explore before we get to that, which is to reflect on Scripture. And this might seem a bit strange to include in this series and at this point. It's like, well, aren't we focusing on the practice of prayer? Why are we focusing on the practice of Bible reading? Aren't those two different things? In some ways, yes. But reflecting on Scripture is another way of us being able to sit next to the river. Reflecting on Scripture is another way of us being able to open up the window and let the breeze in. It's another way of us being able to connect with God and hear what it is that God has to say to us before we get to our list of items. Once again, I'm really great at focusing on my needs and my issues and the things that I want solved or the things that I want to do. But if I'm really, really honest, just with you, not with everyone, just with you guys, a lot of those things that I want are not actually fully aligned with Jesus' kingdom values. I wish that they were, 
But far more of them, if I'm honest, are about my comfort or about my success or about my ambition or about me, 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 me in all sorts of different ways. And so once again, I regularly need a realignment, a recalibration to be reminded about what the kingdom is like and about what I'm being called into. I need to hear what God's got to say to me. And one of the best ways of being able to do that is to be able to reflect on Scripture. These beautiful, powerful, incredible words that have been passed down from generation to generation to generation that have been inspired by God and given to us as a record of God's story, a reminder to us of what is true, a reminder of what the original plan was, a reminder of what we're created for, a reminder of who Jesus is, a reminder of who we are because of what Jesus has done for us. And so what does it look like for us to, re- to reflect on Scripture? Well, it's actually very simple. Uh, over the years, I have simplified this down more and more and more until I've just got to two very simple questions when I open up the Bible. What is Jesus saying to me and what am I going to do about it? What is Jesus saying to me and what am I going to do about it? First of all, what is Jesus saying to me? So as we often do, what words, phrases, images jump out at me? What's something that I'm seeing for the first time or in a new way? What am I feeling challenged about? What am I feeling inspired about? What am I discovering about God? What am I discovering about other people? What am I discovering about creation? What am I discovering about myself? So what is Jesus saying? And then what am I going to do about it? Like what's my takeaway from that? It's not just for me to learn some stuff that might be interesting, What is it that I'm being asked to embrace, to live out, to put into practice in my life, or maybe to share with someone else? But what is the takeaway uh, as I finish reading something? And a key question that you might be thinking is, that sounds very, very dangerous. How do I know that I have heard God speak to me correctly? And some of us, I'm sure, have some fairly significant baggage, particularly when we've been in environments where people are like, God said this. And therefore, we all need to go in that direction. Some of us might be saying, that's how cults start. That's very dangerous. So, isn't this how things go off the rails? Where people just like, what is God saying? This is what I sense God is saying, and away we go. Yes, that is true. But that's why it's so important that we do this together. Because it is very easy for us to get trapped in our own echo chambers and to have our own perspectives and our own perceptions and to deceive ourselves. But when we're processing things with each other, we can sharpen each other, we can question each other, we can challenge each other, we can say, is that really what that means? Or I have thought about it this way before, we can learn from each other and with each other. It's also why having reading plans or apps is so helpful. So having something like Lectio 365 does give some guidance to help us to be able to say, this is the flow of what has been passed down and what most people would understand this looks like with some specific questions to be able to reflect on. But in my experience, sometimes we can be so worried about misinterpreting that or going down the road of God told me this and I was wrong that we just don't engage whatsoever. And so my encouragement is to lean into this. And to be able to just try, but to be able to do this with each other and to trust each other that together we can discern what it is that God's saying to us. Because as we sit with a text of scripture, we've got the opportunity to recenter our thoughts and our perspectives and our attitudes and our values. Uh, and all of that then has a massive impact on what prayer looks like and feels like. So that's the other thing that we're encouraging you to experiment with this week is to take some time rejoicing like we've talked about, but also to take some time to reflect on scripture. 
And uh, if you're not sure where to start, once again, Lectio 365 is a great app to be able to explore. Uh, but you might also like to just start with Mark. It's a great place to be able to start and to read through some of the stuff about Jesus. Or Ephesians is another really, really great book uh, that talks about just how extraordinary it is that we've been swept up in this amazing story. As I said, Colossians is phenomenal in terms of understanding who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. So just pick somewhere and start. We've already talked about the Psalms as well. Um, but if you're still not sure, then have a conversation. I would love to chat with you more. Other people would love to chat with you more about that as well. Then we would love you to have a conversation with someone about what it is that you're discovering. Again, we don't just do this on our own, but just to be able to share. This is something that I have been thinking about, processing, that jumped out at me as I was spending this time reflecting. So that could be uh, having some conversations as a part of our gospel groups or just conversations with two or three other people. Uh, but I also want to stretch us to just tune in whether there are opportunities for us to share with people who aren't a part of our Richmond family as well. And when you're asked the question like, how's it going? Or what have you been up to? Or what have you been thinking about? To embrace some of this and to say, well, actually, we've been talking about this and I've been really surprised that prayer is actually this thing and I'd never thought about it that way before. Or I've been thinking about God in this way and that's something that's new for me. Or I read this thing in the Bible and it really blew my mind. So as we step into this week, I want to encourage us to have open minds and open hearts about that. So that's the encouragement as we move into this week to build on last week so we don't just put last week aside. As we enter into prayer, we still continue to pause. But then as we pause, to be able to focus on rejoicing and to take a few of those different ideas and to experiment with what it looks like to rejoice in who God is and what God's done and then to take some time to reflect on Scripture with the same mindset of being able to say, how do I discover more about just how amazing God is? And as we do that, Let's try and do some of that with each other as we continue to move forward together. As I was putting all of this together, uh, I recognised just how much we could have talked about this morning because when we start thinking about how amazing God is, there is actually an unfathomable amount for us to be able to encounter, that there are unending depths for us to be able to explore about who God is and what God is like. And so my hope and my prayer and my desire for us as we step into this week is that it's a week of us in some ways being surprised at just how much there is to be surprised about, about God, to be captivated and amazed at this incredible God that we have the privilege of being able to say that we know, but a step further, who knows us and who loves us and wants to spend time with us. And my hope and my prayer is that as we continue to do that, it makes us even more encouraged and inspired about continuing on this journey of prayer. So let's spend some time praying and uh, encourage you to think about all those things as we head into this week. Eternal God, as we have already spent time looking at today in some of the songs that we've been singing, uh, there are so many different ways that we can understand who you are simply by looking at the different names that we've got for you. It's extraordinary that the more time that we spend, the more things that we can come up with. And there's never this point where we say, yep, we understand, we've got that all under control. And I pray that as we move into this week, uh, that it would be a week of us being excited about exploring that. Maybe we've lost some of the sense of awe and wonder about how, just in, how incredible you really are. And this week is an opportunity for us to dig back into that and to be reminded about who you are and about what you've done. 
And we thank you that we have the opportunity to do that in so many different ways. We thank you for the different opportunities that we've got to explore that. But we also thank you for this beautiful gift that you give us that we call the Bible, where we have this incredible record, again, of who you are and of what you've done and this amazing story that we've been swept up and included in. And so as we move into this week, would you prompt us, would you remind us, would you help us to find ways of drawing our attention back to you? And as we do, to be able to rejoice and to celebrate just how amazing you are. And as we do that, that that will then cultivate a desire in us to want to continue to spend more and more time with you, knowing that you don't want us to do that so that we can achieve anything or so that we can construct anything, but simply because being aware of your presence with us shapes us and changes us and transforms us into the people that you want us to be. And so give us a sense of anticipation as we move out into this week and we look forward uh, to the stories that we'll get to share with each other and the things we'll get to learn with each other as we explore rejoicing and reflecting. In your name we pray. Amen.